Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, September the 21st in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we continue year C, proper week 21, which is the 16th Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Wednesday of the week, I'd like to pick up one of the extra passages which float around in this week of the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. And so in deciding between the Old Testament or the Psalm today, I picked the Psalm. Why not, right? Two Psalms in one week. So Psalm 146 will be the text today. Let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is in God, of J- the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner, sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. This is the word of God for us. The last five psalms of the Psalter are arranged by intention to be like the grand finale of the Psalter. Um, If you've been to a fireworks show, like who hasn't, right? Uh, You know that they save the best for last. They pull out all the stops and all these fireworks go in the air. And people know that it's coming to a crescendo and to an end. And we sense that in Psalm 146 through Psalm 150, right? And so in this one, there's a critical teaching that should be important for the life of the believer, the life of the worshiper. In the first couple of verses, um, it gives this admonition. Do not put your trust in princes, it says in verse 3, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those who help is in God, of, the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, right? So it's like, okay, and as as people worship, this acknowledges something, that we are created as unique creatures. Uh, we have uh, discernment and we can ponder things because of that we also desire and along with that in the kit of being a human being we also have great weight and authority in the earth so there's this gentle nudge from the spiritual sages throughout the generations which is that we need to tune into what we desire i love the way that james k smith smith says it in a roundabout way he says that before we're thinking beings we're actually desiring beings we desire stuff And we see this, right? We see this when people know something intellectually, but they don't follow through with it, but they, we actually follow through with what we desire first, right? So like many of us know, like pursuing the, the endless pursuit of getting more and more money, like not, and not having an end in sight or a boundary or knowing what enough is like, I think we intellectually, intellectually know that that will zap us. Like that will actually take life from us. 
But if we don't desire to to live with enough, then we'll never make that critical change. We'll never stop at that stop sign. We'll just keep on going. And so the Psalter's given us an important point here. Like there's going to be instances and times where we think so much of another human being that we're going to desire to put our trust in them instead of putting our trust in the God whom we cannot see, right? And we see this in many different ways in our culture, probably most uh, pointedly with political figures. They think We think that they have our hopes in their hands, that nothing's going to change this world without their uh, weight and without their decision-making and without the, uh, the way in which they uh, lead a political platform. And so we wouldn't say it outright, but perhaps we say it with our behaviors. We actually put our trust in these leaders and not our trust in God. So we need to be reminded about, in, in these types of moments, about the, the panorama of the Christian story. There have been times and seasons when Christians have fulfilled God's dream for believers to influence the world around us without the levers of political power. We have seemed to um, have not believed that recently. We, we believe that the only, thing, the only changes come through political process and through uh, political party action. But there have been times and seasons throughout church history, probably the most um, praiseworthy seasons of our story where without any political power, the church organized itself, looked after the vulnerable society. We put our heads together, our money together, and our guts uh, together in order to bring about a brand new world. And so what does the psalmist tell us in Psalm 146? To be aware that we might desire to put our trust in a lesser being. And there's just a great truth here that when they die, their spirit returns to God and their body returns to the dust where it came from, and their plans come to an end. So this is a, a critical question that we should ask ourselves. Are we lining up behind a person, a being, who has an expiration date? Or are we uh, leveraging our life and, and lining ourselves you know, behind someone who's eternal? whose plans will never come to an end. Um, This is something that David recognized and he saw early in his reign. um, He was pouring out his heart to God and uh, through like the prophet Nathan is communing with God. And um, what God conveys to him is that, you know, you've got a kingdom and I'm going to place your heirs on that throne. But my kingdom is a kingdom that shall have no end. And David is not um, enamored by the opportunity that he has and his family has, but he is more in awe of who God is because he recognizes that no matter who, if it's him or if it's sons or his grandkids who take over the throne, that they're not going to have the influence, that they're not going to have the effect on the world like the God above is. And um, he understood that he needs to be able, he, he understood that he needed to put his desire in its right place. And that's the same challenge for us as human beings today is we have to desire the things that ultimately will give us life and that will bless the world around us. And so that takes some discernment and some prayer because we might have to offload some stuff. Like we may actually have to face ourselves in the mirror and say, hey, my life is out of shape. I've allowed my desires uh, to go to other things. And so we just take the advice of St. Augustine who believed in the same idea of desire. He says, we need to reorder our loves. That's what discipleship is placing our loves in the proper order of ranking with God at the very center of it all. So with that in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning.
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we marvel at who you are, and we thank you that you're the eternal one, but yet you've poured yourself into human life, and you rescued us by dying on the cross, being raised from the grave, and being glorified to the right hand of the throne in heaven. And we thank you that you are assembling a people of your very own, eager to do what is good. And so God, to that end, we place our life into your hands, and we thank you that nothing is too difficult for you. God, we confess to you at times, uh, we place our desires in lesser things. Uh, we follow uh, people who we might admire, people who actually might be doing great work in the world, but they're not God. So God, we confess to you that we have misplaced our love and our devotion and loyalty at times. We pray that you continue to teach us, um, continue to make us into your image until you are satisfied. And so we pray that to that end, you teach us to order our lives and our days to desire you and to allow that desire for you to reshape all of our other commitments in the world around us. God, sometimes we look at your people of the church and we see that at times we are putting our hope in some earthly figure to figure out the dilemmas for us, uh, to make the changes that we desire. And we, we place it to their hands. We know that they can't do it. We know that they are not you. And so we pray that you would allow your people to have a fascination with your kingdom. And I pray that as we do so, the world will be blessed around us and lives will be transformed. So God, to this end, we pray to you. We, we ask that as we give our day to you and we place it into your hands with our school or work, that you'd work in our lives and through our lives for the sake of others and for the sake of your kingdom. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.